Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Eric Johansson, teacher and tutor with LSAT Demon. With me is Nathan Fox, co-founder of LSAT Demon and the weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. Got an email here from Louisa, who just resumed studying after taking a few months off at the end of last year. Cool. Uh, my scores stayed the same from last year and did not change much. I would say that RC is my best. Games overwhelm me. I always think that I am not making enough worlds or inferences and that I am missing connecting rules. I can handle one game at a time, but knowing that I have a clock ticking and that I have to finish four games in a section stresses me out. I like that LR and RC have the answers in the passage, and it's just a matter of reading. Those two sections are more manageable for me. I'm asking for your advice on whether I should continue to study games or just wait until the August LSAT, as I am best at LR and RC. I've heard many times that games is the section that is easiest to perfect. Should I continue practicing games then or completely give up on them? In addition, how else can I study for the test besides practicing questions? I alternate between drilling, timed sections, and practice tests. I take one test each week. Is there anything I should change or add to make my time more efficient? Best, Louisa. What do you think? You teach a lot of logic games at LSAT Demon, Eric. What would you... I do. Yeah. Well, I was going to say in regards to that last question, do I do anything different? Do I add anything to my study besides drilling, time sections, practice tests? You don't need to. That is what studying for the LSAT is. It's just doing actual LSAT questions. But if you haven't tried out a month of live, if you haven't tried out any live classes and it's within your ability to do so, I think that might be beneficial um, in order to come to some games classes and see how we do it, ask questions about the games process, because there's some stuff in that f- in Luisa's first paragraph that makes me think that maybe she isn't quite connecting with our game's approach to worlds. For totally. instance, yeah, the, the idea of not making enough worlds right. or inferences or missing yeah. connecting rules that stood out to you as well. Well, yeah, I mean, if if Louisa came to my class and said, which I agree with you that, you know, doing one month of our live classes so that you can have that live interaction with a teacher, with me or with you or with our other dozen teachers, if she had said, I always think that I'm not making enough worlds I would stop her right there and I would say, well, what's the purpose of making worlds? And she would say, I don't know. You know, she I don't think she would have a clear answer to that. The thing she seems to be missing is the purpose of making worlds is just to bake the rules in. So if there's a rule like X goes forth, you just bake it in. You just write X into the fourth spot. Well, that's mm-hmm. making worlds. I'm making one world where X is fourth because if X is always fourth, then all I need is one world to deal with X. So I put X in there in the fourth spot. Okay, what mm-hmm. else we got? Like, I don't need to make any more worlds unless there's other rules that I want to deal with. So if there was another rule that said Y has to go first or last, okay, well, now I'll consider... Is it worth splitting my world 
into a world where y is first and y is last, of course, I would keep x fourth in both worlds because that's the world we're living in. Is it worth splitting to see if, you know, because here's what's going to happen. I'm eliminating that rule. I don't have to ever think about that rule again. If I do make that split, y first, y last, two worlds based on y, the rule now drops out of my head so I never have to worry about it again. And maybe that'll trigger other things happening in the world where y is first or the world where y is last or both. Maybe not, but maybe it will. If it will, then that makes me more likely to go through with making that split. We tend to pick, you know, we'll we'll start with with rules or variables where yeah, I can see that being the first domino that kind of tips off a chain reaction. But you but, don't see the whole chain reaction. No, no. Of course no. not. And that's no, and that's something when Luisa says I feel like I'm missing connecting rules, I worry that and this is very common, like worry that she's trying to do the whole game in right. her head. And then replicate that by putting the worlds down on paper. That's right. not how it goes. No, we're. I'm not. I'm not seeing the end solution until I get there. I don't. I don't know what the destination is going to look like. I just know that. I know what the journey is going to look like. The journey is going to look like. I've got all these rules. They're all disconnected, and some of them are really hard to deal with. You know, there there might be a real pain in the ass one. Like, if Z is fourth, then T cannot be second third or sixth or something it's like oh shit that's a lot well okay then the question becomes do i can i deal with that rule by baking it in and i might be able to it to to eliminate that rule i would make a world where z is fourth and or whatever it was and a world where z is not fourth then in the world where Z is fourth, I write in my T can't be here, here, or here. In the world where Z isn't fourth, then the rule, poof, just magically disappears. Because it only applies in the world where Z is fourth, or whatever I had said. And I, I never know where we're going to go next. I don't, I can't see all the way down the end of the chain. But all I'm doing is just like, well, I don't want to just leave that rule there hanging there so that I have to continue to process it over and over and over. I want to tick that off of my to do list. By baking it into these solutions and you make a lot of arbitrary choices along the way, it's highly improvisational. But the the basic formula that you're improvising on is just let me pick a place to start. Let me just find one place where I can bake in one rule. If I can bake it into one world, fantastic. If I have to make splits in order to bake this rule in, well, okay, I'll be a little judicious about how many splits I want to make in order to account for a rule. But I, it's not like yeah, I'm not seeing and I, I never have some idea of like how many worlds I'm going to make. I never have an idea of how many inferences I'm going to make. I don't have to see all the connections between all the rules. I will see the connections between the rules in the process of making my worlds. If I just bake the rules in one at a time, then the rules will start to restrict one another and I'll get to the end of my journey somehow. Totally. And and if I did it two times in a row, I wouldn't do it the same way both times. Yeah. Because I would make different arbitrary choices along the way where it's like, you know, sometimes I might 
attack the game with the third rule first. Other times I might attack the game with the second rule first. Or, you know, I might pick Z this time because it looks like Z is really connected. So, okay, let me let me make my limit my worlds based on Z because I know that Z is kind of a a linchpin of this game. It seems, you know, it could be as simple as Z was mentioned in more than one rule. Right. Oh, oh that's Z's mentioned in more than one rule. <laughs> yeah. If there's if there's one variable that is mentioned in multiple rules, like Great place to start. N- yeah. Like 90 percent of the time. <laughs> that's where I'm starting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It, really. It's that simple. And so and so I would just encourage Louisa to keep practicing um, and, and and realize that it's improvisational and that you're not supposed to know the answer before you start the process. You're just going to kind of improvise your way to a solution couple other things there yeah the uh, stress to finish the section lisa says can handle one game at a time great that's all you ever have to do (laughs) yeah and you don't even have to handle the whole game at once right right you're handling one rule at a time yeah and one variable at a time Mm-hmm. And then you do another rule or another variable, and then you you de- eventually you deal with all of the variables and all of the rules. Now, that's not to say that we're going to fill out all of our worlds. We're just going to we're going to bake in our rules as much as we can. And there should probably be a lot of flexibility in at least one of our worlds. You know, it's it's very rare that we're going to end up with like, well, it's these five exact solutions and that's it. It's right. almost always like, well, roughly it's going to look like this or this and you know if we go down the left path it's gonna i'm gonna know a lot and if we go down the right path i'm not gonna know so much over here i got a lot of flexibility over here that's totally fine as long as i've baked in the rules and i don't have to continue to process those rules all the time Mm -hmm. but yeah louisa (laughs) it is critical that you not try to do game two and game three and game four while you're still working on game one, you've got to really smash these games in your setup. Take your time with your setup. It's just like taking your time on LR to understand the argument or taking your time on reading comp to make sure that you actually comp the reading. Mm-hmm. And then on games, you know, you just kind of bake in the rules and you you realize, all right, well, we're going to be left with this limited set of solutions. And I don't know everything about what happens in those limited set of solutions but i know some stuff and if i know some stuff then i know more than 95 percent of the other people who are doing this game yeah then i go on to the questions and sure enough i've predicted the answer already to half of the questions or i can solve them with a relatively trivial level of additional processing you know where a question will say like well if q is seventh then what happens and it's like oh well hmm, let me look at my worlds yeah q can only be seventh in this one world what do i know about that one world well all i know is that r is second and then you look at the question and sure enough it must be true and the answer is is r is second yeah all right last question lisa asks should i keep at it try to get lg done before the april and june test or should i just wait until august and not even worry about the games I guess I would recommend a hybrid approach for most people. She's already been studying. Um, You know, you've got the April test. She's probably not signed up for it and she's missing the deadline probably at this point. So it's really just do I want to take a crack at it in June with games or not? 
And I would just say, if you unlock the games between now and the deadline for the June test, which is sometime in April, then yeah, you should take a shot at it with the games. Cause I still believe that games is the section that you are most likely to perfect. That said, if it, if you never make the leap, then yeah, you're, I mean, at, at the very least, if, even if you are taking June, your backup is going to be August and then whatever they offer in the fall. So I would, I would plan on taking that August test for sure. And then take a shot at June. If you think you can unlock the games in between now and then. Yeah. Cause even if you get to minus zero on the games, but your overall score is lower than you need it to be, then perfect on the games doesn't do you it. Oh yeah. I mean, she's best at LR and RC, but she, (laughs) I, I doubt she's perfect in those sections. And so exactly yeah she you know even if you do perfect the games if you're still not strong enough in lrnrc then your june test might not add up to what you needed to add up to so you, mm-hmm. in any case you have to plan on multiple backups right everybody's got to remember that your competitors are taking this test more than once and law schools are only going to look at your highest score so do yep. you want to step to the plate with already two strikes against you like i'm only going to have one chance or do you want to step to the plate with you know <laughs> a fresh count and have not just three strikes, but five strikes. If you keep taking it, you know, and take all of your backups. Yeah. Thanks for writing in Louisa. Yeah. Uh, thanks Louisa. Best of luck. Email daily at lsatdemon.com. If you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 